Are y'all confused? I'm confused. <laughs> and that's how the clip started when you said that. I was like, wait, is that me? Uh, so good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. It is episode 168. This is Jeff. Andy, how's it going? Gold chains and booty shorts. Oh, I love the gold chains on my rappers. Zach? I'm number two. <laughs> okay, hopefully not having a number two. And Scooter, you're here! I was going to see one of those. <laughs> it's been... That was that was so proper. We're not used to getting you in there, so it's been so long. <laughs> We're just out of shape hitting that post. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Scott, how's it going? Good. Scott Good. Holbert. Yeah. Welcome it, back. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back to yourself. You know. Welcome yourself. Welcome. 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 Self. Welcome in. I've had my I've had my little drop chambered for like three weeks. I've been waiting for waiting to use that one. Hmm. I already forgot it. What'd you say? Gold chains and booty shorts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Wasn't what, that a, uh, that was an entire Sir Mix-A-Lot video. I think. <laughs> it probably is all the videos. No, it was also my experience of going to Magic Mountain with my daughter a couple <laughs> oh, weeks ago. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all that I saw. So she was wearing the gold chains and you were wearing the booty shorts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we That's both wore both. That's an awful image. Dude, it, that was the uniform it was How dare you, Jeff? up uniform. Andy has a fabulous butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's stiff. It's like a breadstick. <laughs> your wow your butts like a bread. Anyway, anyway yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we went to Magic Mountain, and <clears throat> and everybody, everybody there. That's that's what every single person was wearing. All of them, all of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. gold chains and booty shorts. Those Except were, for Team McCraw. Minus us. We did not have gold chains nor booty shorts. Just wow. regular shorts. Regular shorts, yeah. And uh well, Zach, very, what, have been, what have you been up to? I'm not I'm just gonna get right to a news story before we talk oh, about fantastic. what we're drinking. Yes. Because right. um, I've been living life and that's great. Everything's great. Everything's fine. I'm a five out of five, Jeff. Very so, angry five out of five. Yeah. yeah. Feeling a little surly. Welcome back, Scott. Actually, to the dozens of listeners that were fear fearful that Scott had actually been fired, uh, let this be proof that Scott is here. He is a member of Team BBB uh, in good standing um, huh. and not the Better Business Bureau. We right. did renew your membership card. You haven't paid your dues, but it's okay. That is true. Zach yeah. takes beer. I don't know what this thing is, but I just thought of it, and maybe we make a t-shirt out of it. Uh, a BBB gun? B- yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. What but are we shooting? Can, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't, shooting, oh, out, maybe, shooting out like a sound wave or just, something. Wait, it's just fun to say. Maybe, yeah. maybe Andy, Andy, and myself, or no, actually, the tall tree. So Zach oh. and Andy are both sides of me. I'm in the middle. Scott's running with his behind showing, <laughs> and I'm shooting my BBB BBB gun, gun at him at Scott's B. <laughs> Run, Scott! I'd wear that shirt. All right. Yeah. This is from thetakeout.com. Oh, sorry, Zach. Bring unto me thy beer bong, for I shall chug the goose turd beer. (laughs) Goose Uh, turd? Oh. Takes me back to 12 years old. Continue. Finnish brewery, Ant Brew, is er, dropping a new imperial stout. Well played. (laughs) With a surprising ingredient. And that is, uh, you know... Surprising goose turd, goose turd. Uh, no, mm. real made with real goose it turd. Smells so bad. If so it goes in the good? boil, they say it's in a food safe manner, which means that they put it in the boil, so everything's 
clean though. Why? I, Do you pair that with crickets? They're playing the green card because there's a place local to them where lots of goose droppings are. So the droppings get cleaned up and then you get to enjoy a good uh, beer. Yeah, maybe it has certain bacteria Something. in it that... Um, Don't yeah. try to justify yeah, this. Yeah, let's uh, make this work. This is disgusting. <laughs> Fans yeah. of funky craft brews know all about dank beers, but what about... Stank beers? Stank beers. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I saw that one. Beers made with animal excrement, that is. The brewers at Ant Brew in Lati, Finland, seem to think that animal poop beer is the next big thing. That's why Ant Brew is cooking up an imperial stout made with goose droppings gathered from local parks. No. No. Oh. No. Nope. That's all we need to say about that. Nope. That's disgusting. I would drink the Rogue beer in uh, Rogue Rogue Brewery in Oregon, made with free-range water, I'll have you know, is uh, <laughs> they made beer using yeast from the brewmaster's beard. He's got an oh, extensive yeah. beard, and you can find yeast just about anywhere, and they propagated a culture from uh, his yeast that was in his beard. Um, but you wouldn't even know. Like, it, you're not tasting a beard. You're just, the yeast does its job. And so, I would taste that. That's probably good beer. Plus, it's rogue. They always make good beer. I second that. I'm going to wait for the pube beer to come out. <laughs> it's made with bits of real pube. Now, you could find yeast there, too. Andy's right. So, you know it's, it's good. It's, um... <laughs> That's correct. Beerology. Andy's right. You can find you there. It's all gross. <clears throat> uh, but what are we drinking tonight, gentlemen? This segment is brought to you by Jimmy Pacini. Oh, Jimmy. Where were you guys? Come on, Scott. Jeff. <laughs> Wait, I was the follow-up. Pacini. Uh, Jimmy Pacini sent us some beer. And we're drinking it. And we're drinking we it. We put it right in our faces. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy, this is uh, King Arthur Pendragon's double IPA. How, Where's that from? Uh, some Ren Fair, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Ren Fair Brewing Company? I don't know if they do Ren Fairs up in the Central Valley. Uh, I bet they I do bet tons they do. of them there. Brewed and canned by House of Pendragon in from Sanger. Oh, okay. This is an 8% IPA, a double IPA, actually. Um. And it's nice. Uh, it's very drinkable. Jimmy, thank you for sending this. I will make sure it all disappears into my body. Oh, yeah. The um, He also sent us a coffee stout mm. and some sort of a imperial stout. I am going to hand this around, though. Either this got banged up a little bit in the mail or Jimmy is trying to send us a special code. By scratching something into the can. Ooh, yeah, look at that. It's like a... Um, if you hold it up to the light, you can see an etching in let there. Let me investigate. It almost looks like Elvish. Yeah, I think so. I think... Uh, to go with the uh, cosplay theme. Yeah. Well, okay, so Jimmy, uh, send us the uh, the key so that we can unlock the code. What's the cipher? To the... Uh, yeah. Anyway, what are you drinking? And I got also from, this, from said brewery, uh, this is the Good Batch Imperial Red IPA. Uh, Ooh, how's that? I'm not a huge red guy, but but I do like a red IPA and an imperial one even better. I like it's got a lot of malt to it and then the bitterness to balance it out. So it's just a strong and the red uh, the red beers. Yeah, as I'm holding it up to the light, are uh, always my favorite. The color is pleasing to my eye. My eye palette enjoys a good crystal clear 
amber hue in a beer. And uh, this is a delicious red IPA. So also, Zach pours drops of it into his eyeball directly. Yeah, I do. To enjoy it. Look. Yeah. yeah. Get some drunker faster. Yeah. If you don't believe me, Google eye palette. See what you come up with. Yeah. There's something. Does it remind you at all of the Rube from Docent Brewery? Ooh, our local- let me taste it again. Because that's a red. That's actually just a red ale, I think, right? The but Rube. With rye. Red rye ale. Red rye. So it's not an IPA, but they add rye to give it a little bite. They there it. is a little... Um, you can. It's in the ballpark. Dustin blew it. They should have called it the Red Rider. Rye. Your Red Rye. Sound red Rider. Your red BBBB gun. <laughs> Your Red Rye. Full circle. Already. Sounded a little bit like The Shining. I know. Red yeah. Rye. Red Rye. <laughs> what, is that that what is that spell backwards? Anyway. Yeah. What is it spell backwards? Irm. Edmer. Edmer. Guys, remember that Obama speech when you put it backwards and it, he says, thank you, Satan? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a thing. It's kind of funny. Is it really? Yeah. That's what is bad. Bring that clip carrier. next week. Prove <laughs> it. Uh, speaking of clips. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What am I drinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring the thunder. I, I am drinking the Kirkland Sparkling Water Lime. It is brewed out of Seattle, Washington from probably some fresh spring in the mountains. Uh, and Mountain it Rainier. has no sugar. Uh, I am about 14, 15, 16 days, no drinking. No sugar, very low amount of bread, and I have an amazing amount of energy. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. I, pretty good. Good I, for you, man. Oh, my gosh. It's an amazing feeling. Amazing feeling. Amazing. And uh, my wife says I have stopped snoring for the oh, most part. Uh, oh, I thought you were Which is incredible. Snoring. And uh, wait, what? what? <laughs> my wife said it's amazing as well. Oh, well, that, yeah, that too. <laughs> Um, it never stopped being amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing-er. That's anyway. a terrible Tanya impression, Scott. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, this moment brought to you by Kirkland, the Costco can. All right. My daughters call that angry water. <laughs> Stings the tongue. Yeah. Tickles the tongue. Tickle. And are you having the same one that I'm having, Scotty? The King Arthur? Yeah. Yep, double IPA. Yeah. Uh, I will Good. say... For Good. Jimmy Pacini, I did take a sip. I cheated once. I took a sip of Jimmy's beer. All right, we're going to do a little bit of a refill here. Oh, yeah. The sharing. Mm. Thank you. All right. Sharing is caring. Okay, let's get into this podcast, boys. Now, uh, this is not intended as a show filler. Okay. Um, but it's something that I feel like we should talk about, given... Um, okay. So I'm just going to say it. All right. We had a gentleman on the podcast, episode 94 that has passed away. Mm. Our guest, Steve Austin. Um, he wrote a book called Pat from pastor to the psych ward, which was written about his suicide attempt and, um, and recovery from that and counseling. And I, I just have a couple clips from our episode with him, uh, to just kind of, just to kind of remember him. I mean, a lot of times when somebody dies, mm. I see podcasts repost the episode. Oh, I talked to this famous person that's now dead. And it, it always feels a little a little gross and self-serving um, to take advantage of that. Um, so I'm not quite going that far. We're not going to repost the whole episode. But if you haven't heard it, go back to episode 94 to listen to the full conversation with Steve Austin, who 
it was apparent suicide. I have not heard conf- actually they might have confirmed that when I first found out it was apparent suicide. Mm-hmm. They found him in his car. And um it's just it's heartbreaking. And we had him on a, f- a few years ago and I got to know him a little bit online through mutual podcast channels and heard him on a bunch of different podcasts before we had him on. So it kind of felt like there was a little bit of a connection there, even though I never met him in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and before I start this, there is a GoFundMe for he his wife and two kids. Oh. And there's a GoFundMe that they're raising money to help with expenses and then um, support through this really shitty time for them. And that is on GoFundMe. The link is long, but if you we'll search, put it in the we'll put it in the yeah, show notes. Memorial Fund for Steve Austin's wife and children. It will come up if you just search. We'll stick that. It. You can click on the show notes. We'll put we'll make sure that link is in there. And then if I can find it, here it is. Church and Christianity and faith, that was my the whole world. Um, but I was also a victim of childhood sexual abuse um, as a preschooler. And so living with undiagnosed, untreated um, PTSD and depression and anxiety. Um, and I lived in a world where Jesus was just supposed to fix it. You're just supposed to have enough faith and read your Bible enough and pray hard enough and go to the altar enough times and the pastor lay hands on you hard enough that you fall down, you know, and Jesus would just fix it. And um, that was not the case for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't want to discount anybody else's experience. I think that miracles can happen, but I, I think they're called miracles for a reason because they rarely happen. And so at the age of um, 29, I was a youth pastor, a worship pastor, uh, been married several years. Uh, had, we had a baby that was going to turn a year old uh, in just a couple days, and I couldn't take the pressure anymore. I was having flashbacks and just anxiety through the roof, um, depression so bad that I didn't want to get out of bed. And I, the shame of all of that, plus the mental health issues that were going on, um, I said, you know, it would be better for my family if I just disappeared. It would be easier. My wife's, you know, 27 at the time. Um, she's young. She's beautiful. She could remarry. She could start over. This oh, baby's God. a year old. He'll never remember me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you look into suicide prevention and you look into factors and triggers and all of those things, feeling like a burden on your family is one of the number one contributing factors. And, um, so that was sort of the straw that that nearly did me in. Just saying, you know what? I, it would I would be doing them a favor. Oh, that is brutal. Yeah. Um, I just I just keep thinking about the, when somebody is in a state like that where that's the best option for them according to their internal logic. Right. Like, I just want to know what's the difference between the people that end it and the people that somehow squeak through and then that cloud lifts? Because I, I know for people with depression, the cloud can come on hard and strong and then it will lift for whatever reason and and you'll be out of that season and you'll be okay and you'll see things more clearly. You'll see how you are loved and appreciated as Steve is and was. And... uh 
And like, what gets you from that point? How can you get past that? Especially for young, young kids where suicide's an issue. Like if you could just get through this, you know that the things that are crushing you right now are so temporary and there's light on the other side of it, but you just can't see it when you're in it. You just can't see it. And that's just heartbreaking to me. And, and it, it was too much for him and whatever he was going through currently. Um, and man, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. It was devastating that to listen during that moment when we were live with him and just listening to this again, that, you know, my family is better off without me. I mean, there's so much pain in that. I remember having that conversation um, in that, like, how does that happen? How do you end up going mm. there? And it's like it's a black hole, it seems, and it's it's hard to get out of. I mean, when we talk to him, and I've talked with others that have have had suicidal thoughts or just think, I'm, there's no reason for me to be here. I'm actually a burden to others. And like, man, I asked the same questions, Zach. It's like, why do some, like, they succeed? Unfortunately, it, you know, I just, I don't, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to end this. And then those that come to that precipice and they're like, okay, I can't do this. And I, I don't, th- nobody will ever know. I mean, only right. that, that individual knows. And I, I do have, I have one more that I want to play. And there's a couple edits in here. You'll hear him crossfade into himself a couple times, but uh, hopefully you'll get the gist. It's on like how he started writing after, after that and kind of what it took. Yeah, absolutely. All of this um, that I've done for the last six years is because I... He was answering a question that you asked, but I didn't want to mm-hmm. put you in it because I didn't want to give you like that much time on this podcast yeah, that I'm you're already taking. Limited. Okay. I'm I um, uncomfortable. wrote the original blog from pastor to a psych ward uh-huh. uh, and wrote, you know, I don't know, a thousand words or something. Um, and it was a year after, uh, a little more than a year after the suicide attempt and uh, lots of counseling, lots of, of individual counseling and marriage therapy and, oh boy, lots of honesty and uncomfortable conversations and getting healthy. Um, and I finally told my wife, Lindsay, I said, I, I think I need to share this. I think it's time. When she said, I'm going to stay, I believe that your worst day doesn't get to define all the rest of your days. Um, we said, okay, well, if we're going to do this, we're not talking about it to the whole wide world. What, what was missed a little bit, I think, is that he, she had family that was saying, you need to, you need to get out. You've got a mm-hmm. small kid. He's not well. You need to, to run. And her saying like your worst day is not a reflection on what you're going to do. Um, that's, that's just like just incredible strength on her part and incredible grace and forgiveness. So that's, that was what was in that edit in case you missed it. We're not going to blog about it. We're not Facebooking about it. About a, a year or so later, I said, I, I think I want to tell this. And so I put out a blog post about it. And Wait, what was her, what was your wife's first reaction? I forgot to like cut you, you out. Jeff. about it. Oh boy. Uh, I think by that time it wasn't as big of a deal because we'd been okay. to 
gosh, we were, I mean, therapy like crazy, counseling like crazy. We were, we were, after a year, we were the healthiest we'd ever been. All right. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it was a shock to her. I think she knew eventually I was going to have to process it somehow. And so, yeah, the, all of this is because I opened up and said, here's my story. Here I am, the pastor that nearly died by suicide. That's tough. I imagine that's a story. That, I mean, he's shared this. He's friends with the glorious pastors, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming he's been. He's shared this over there with those guys quite a bit too. And yeah, I mean, he, he wrote. He said, "Sounds like he wrote a book." Multiple, a few books. Yeah, multiple books. I think we were like three books in. I don't remember the specific one he was promoting when he came on, but mm. from pastor to a psych ward was. I think his first book. Okay. And that's mostly what he was referencing, referencing there. And then, um, yeah, I think five or six books he got and yeah. his whole thing was dedicated towards helping people with mental health issues and, and struggling with depression and suicide. And, and I know that he has helped people and I think there will be, um, I think there'll be some good fruit with the awareness, uh, that, that will be born from, from this really shitty situation. So what was a moved me in the conversation we had with him is the clarity that he had on himself, where he'd go and why he would go there. And that uh, is just uh, so many questions that of, you know, there's so much hurt and I, I have a, a moment where my dad actually had said he had suicidal thoughts. This is several years ago. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? And he kind of said the same thing. Like I, like, well, I'm better off, you know, life would be easier. I'm like, wait, what? Hello. You have a, uh, a son, a daughter, grandkids. Like, what do you mean? The, the, everybody loves you. But he, I mean, he would, I'm relating this to, um, to this is he would say, I can't help it. I don't have the energy that you have or, you know, that others have. I just, yeah. I get, I, it's depression. I just, so I don't, I just, I wish I had answers for people who get depressed. I don't know. I can only hope, pray, wish things would be better for them, but I don't know how you even, because I don't, we don't know their lives. We don't have any idea what they're going through. Well, and there's not, yeah, there's not a, a magic bullet or a right. single, single answer to anyone Mm-mm. who, I mean, they, these are different scenarios in different situations mm. and what may work to help one person through depression has zero effect on others. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I heard this, it reminded me like <clears throat> this this weekend. Uh, one of the guys at our at our church was speaking, and he started off by just saying, "Hey, this is kind of off the cuff. This I wasn't really planning on this, but I just felt like I felt like God wanted me to to tell you if if you're struggling, if you're feeling broken or disconnected or or alone or um." or lonely, um, you, you have a family here at the church. 
you need to come and lean on the people that are here for help. And, and we are here to help you get through that thing. And I think that, that is a, that's probably a key factor. Like you mentioned that he had comments of they'd be better off without me. Right. And it's a lot of that is maybe connected to feelings of I'm a burden. I'm a burden on them. I'm a burden on society. I'm bur- you know, I'm a burden on the people who I love and, and who love me. And, um, and I think that's probably a pretty common, a pretty common thought. So yeah, I just I was struck by that when I heard this story, and then and then this weekend heard heard at the beginning of the sermon that he was that uh, you know Kevin Kevin Barry at our church was was sharing that was just saying, yeah, hey, th- there is a big group of people here who are like we're designed as a community to to shoulder these things together. But it's hard to do that. This thing, imagine, I mean, something like this, especially, is a really hard thing to bring to light, I'm sure. Or you can just look back to how someone, you know, shit on his life, um, you know, when he was a kid. Right. And just going through abuse. I mean, that, you're battling that for the rest of your life in self-worth and probably other things. I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about, but it's just, that is... Uh, well, it's crushing. And it's a reminder, I think, for a lot of us too, is <clears throat> to, it, it's hard to know, it's hard to say, to, to see signs in these things sometimes too, but as much, as much intentionality as we can have, we're trying to pay attention to those things when we see someone that we know or care about that seems like they're not doing great, that, that, that reach out may be, may be really, really important to them at that moment. Yeah, and uh, I know for me personally, there's, there's been, there's a lot of times where somebody will pop into my mind, and I just feel like, you know, I should, I should just shoot them a quick text and say, hey, do you? For, for whatever reason, you're on my mind. No, not every time. I and, know what you're, and uh, you, have, you have a little regret. Well, but I know what you're talking about. Usually, my and my thought is that. The times that I do connect and say, hey, you just jumped into my mind for whatever reason, just thinking about you, let me know if you need anything. Like not knowing what they're thinking right. or going through at the, at the moment. And I've gotten responses of like, man, your, your timing is spot on. And, and I, me having no knowledge of whatever they're going through. And then other times I don't, I just kind of ignore that voice or I'm busy and I think I'll do it later and then you forget about it. So just, you know, if you're uh, listening to this and you have those little, those little pangs that show up in your, in your brain skull, um, take advantage of it and just do a quick text and you never know. It, it could be helpful to the person and maybe it'll provide a catalyst moment for you to connect and, and be a support to somebody that needs it, whether it's super serious or they just need a pal for a quick coffee slash beer. Yeah, I'd pray for everybody when you hear those voices to contact somebody, find conviction in it because there's something about that that it's not there for no reason. It's I think there's something spiritual about. Yeah, there. Everyone has a. I'm guessing all of us have a version of. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about somebody and then they called me. You ever you have anything like that happen where 
somebody's on your mind or whatever, and then they call you or there's like the, the weird connections. I know yeah. it's a little bit different than what I just said, but there's seems to be something where there's something, there's some spiritual connection. I don't, I don't know what it is or how it works, but. Just take, the other day, I was thinking about that song Bust a Move by Young MC and it came on the radio. So I know what you're talking about. Oh, dude, you nailed it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Praise Jesus, man. That, that happens, just, that happened. Don't just stand there. It's life affirming. <laughs> Oh, Scott. <laughs> Scott. Scott doesn't say one thing until now, and it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Scott. Yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting. Um, interesting. I don't know if that's the right word, but because we we had um, Zach thinks w- it is someone more local in the IE. We didn't know him at all, but you know he was a, a pastor, young guy, had wife and a couple of kids, I think. Uh, again, I think he tried to commit suicide and then went, went to counseling and then came, you know, left counseling and was, I don't know if not fine, but well enough, uh, to stop counseling. And, but then there's a, a I'm searching for words here, a relapse of sort. Um, yeah, and then he ends up. That was a pretty t- big church yeah, yeah too i'm blanking life. on yeah. his name yeah and is it, it yeah so like to to go through that and then go to counseling and then this is a tough comfort this yeah, is a tough conversation counseling and then finding the right words is that's just, just that's it yeah. makes it even more like um just like feel helpless boggly. yeah like yeah. What, you've done the work like you you did what you're supposed to do thought you're out of the woods yeah yeah now yeah. I have a. Uh, we'll have the link for the the GoFundMe, and I don't know. Maybe we can find the suicide prevention hotline information to throw that in there too. Um, but to uh, shift a little bit, I've found a new a new savior, a new a new new God. Oh, I thought you already to, did that. Well, well, Scott, well played. And also, to be fair, I'm always doing that, okay? (laughs) Who's my God today? (laughs) Are y'all confused? I'm I'm not in covenant with a person. I'm not in covenant with a political party. I'm in covenant with God Almighty. I am God Almighty. Now, (laughs) who's on that organ? There's more. There's a little, there's a few more seconds. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, this was a game. I wish I found this clip or oh, next time, Scott, you got to bring the clip and then make us guess who it is right. so we could play that game. I wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed. You want to say, Scott? Uh, this is Mr. And um, I can hear gum chewing in the mic. No, just Yeah, this is a professional podcast. Come on, man. This is Mr. Oh, my 5,000 square foot house. It's not so great. Uh, Stephen Furtick. That's a hell of a nickname for him. Yeah. Did he give that to himself? Yeah. <laughs> that just rolled right off. sure did. That just rolled right off your gumless mouth tongue. Oh, whatever. Mouth tongue. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Kung Pao into okay. the fist? <laughs> just made me think of it. Uh, think of Andy from Parks and Rec's band. Off, oh, we're off the rails. Wait, mouse rat. Maybe, mouse rat. Maybe we can get that stout and get that Imperial Stout. I wanted to do that song this oh, weekend, yeah, we'll by the way. That, yeah. I'll put that Imperial Stout in your mouth tongue. 
<laughs> just blew out the mic. We fell in. I'm not in covenant with a person. I'm not in covenant with a political party. I'm in covenant with God Almighty. I am God Almighty. Uh oh. Get that off you. That's not your name. That's not your station. That's not your end. It's in me. It's in me. It's in me. It is God that worketh in you. It's always been in you. The struggle has never been with someone else. The struggle has been within yourself. Amen. And God gave Jacob a new name, Israel, but he still has to struggle. Oh, are y'all confused? I'm confused. I am. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Is I'm, that God talking to us? I'm totally confused. So he's talking like, um, I'm not in covenant with a. Did he say a political party? Yeah. Now. For the listener, this is definitely out of context. I did watch a broader swath of that section of his sermon, and it's still a little bit confusing. But he's like, he gets really ramped up, and is the organ in there? Yeah, is the organ really in there? He, he's oh yeah, ta- he's taking a, a, his cue from T.D. Jakes. It That's sound, his mentor. It sounds like he's yeah. taking his cue from. Uh, the opening early scene in Three Amigos when they go when the the Mexican woman and the little boy go learn about the the Amigos by watching the silent film, <laughs> and it's just them rolling the film and some little guys in the corner on the organ going. Also, if anybody's seen the HBO show Right the Righteous Gemstones, which is pretty funny, it's they're they where they're like kind of word of faith type and they're totally um oh, what's the word i don't want to accuse stephen of being um taking advantage of people for profit but that's what was going on in righteous gemstones what was that steve martin what did, what, didn't steve martin do one too where he's like up on stage oh a, yes they put up the tent he would be out and oh, yeah. that's right. he would what, just what, travel i can't remember that? what that's called i, I forget anyway mm. they'd have plants in the audience <laughs> Yes. Anyway. So my question for you guys, is Stephen Furtick <laughs> going in fact, to hell? God Almighty. Andy? Uh that's a no. According to whom? You can play a part in Bruce Almighty. No. Just he's, a part. Do you are you really going around the room? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was just Scott. No, Stephen God or no? <laughs> no good. Say, thumb, thumb, say, oh, well, I guess, yeah, and I get maybe the maybe surprise you to know I'm on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's it's something like his did passion he just, got to did you. He just goof there. Did he? Yeah, uh, I think someone said it on our 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 pre our, our, our huddle our, our prep. precast prep. Uh, uh, was he? Did he just get overexcited and that just those were the words that came out? I am and, God Almighty. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't uh, just too worried about correcting it at the moment. Yeah, like if I because if like if you're up there giving a Bible study and you're like, I am God Almighty. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me go erase that. Uh, he yeah. said he was confused at the end. So <laughs> yeah. I yeah, think, he was projecting. Are you confused? Are you confused? Because he says, are you confused? Because I'm are, confused. Are you confused? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm glad. I'm glad he's confused. I think. Th- 
We'll give him part, a pass. Part of me was give a benefit of the doubt because he's obviously worked up and he's like worked himself into a froth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, if you were to if you were to transcript that whole section oh, and just yeah. write it down and just yeah. look at the words absent context. Yep. There's a lot of gibberish there, like disconnected yeah. sentences, a lot of passion, a lot of fire, and it falls under my my. Oh, I didn't make this up, but it's not it's not what you say necessarily; it's how you say it. And when you can get in an environment where the crowd in that church, there's a lot of people that are all in, and so from the very beginning, as soon as Stephen's preaching, even when he's not yelling like that. There's like amens and yeses and oh yeah, preach. And that's that kind of builds. There's this pattern. It's almost like uh it's almost like a tool song to get kind of weird. It like it's they're super long and then it builds, it builds, it builds. There's a lot of tension, and then there's the climax. Did I say tool song? It's kind of like I am God Almighty. I can see. That sounds like System of Down. That's every EDM song ever. I could, I could see. I guess I could. To yeah, to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's going along saying, saying, "I'm not in. I don't have coming with this. I have coming with with God," and then. He, so he goes from the the first person I is himself, and then he uh, moves to God. Like God's affirming that like I am God. Your covenant is with me. I I can see that. It's just that That's, was very unclear the way that, he said it. It is, and I like the way you just broke that down because that's possible. Um, and maybe even it's the most likely scenario because if you were to ask him face to face, Stephen, are you in fact God Almighty? <laughs> right. He'd probably He's be probably like, saying no. About? Right now, no. I do. I do think that uh, T.D. Jakes um, has a doctrine of the uh, the little gods doctrine um, that is shared with uh, Paul Crouch of TBN and other people of that movement. Does TBN still exist, by the way? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they need to. They need to uh, do some gardening. Have you driven by that recently <laughs> on the four hundred five? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. And also overgrown. It looks terrible. For the record, all four of us are wearing crouchless underwear. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, There's no crouch in my underwear. <laughs> I can. I confused. <laughs> it's so I, stupid. And, and my, I'm like, I'm trying to picture that, but then I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. Don't. Don't picture that. Just a little Paul Crouch. I wouldn't even. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give Stephen. I'm gonna give Stephen. Not a, necessarily a pass. you, but like an, give him a, a pass. A random. I'm giving him a pass because because pa- pa- people who are passionate and they're Ooh. they're pastoring. They. I That's mean, even I, even my pastor uh, will say things. I'd be like, what? What? And some people might be laughing, and it's like, you. Can you, you give us an example? Uh, no. Um, I just know that there's been awkwardness where I'm like, that was, I'm just, that's, I'll chalk that up to funny. I have no idea what that even meant. Um, it's not like it was blasphemy or anything. He's, but I don't think Stephen Furtick is saying I am God. Um, he, I think with, I've seen him preach before and he just, just, he's ramping up as, 
Zach was mentioning. He's crossfitting on stage. Absolutely. No pun pun intended. (laughs) He is leaving Uh, drool marks all over the floor. It's just like... No, my pastor has said a couple of things and I'm like, I really wish you didn't say that. Right. But but how many of us have been in that situation where you're doing some some level of public speaking and you get worked up and and you're like, what just came out of my mouth? (laughs) Yeah. Like literally... Or even on the cast here. Yeah, right? So I've actually heard... And I just stepped out to grab a beer. So forgive me if I miss this, but I've heard uh, the pastor that three out of the four of us uh, go to that church say like every week, he's told me like every week there's something. I wish I didn't say that. Oh, really? Every every that's week good. it's like, not that it's necessarily that's something that's not good doctrine or it'd be at the very least, I would phrase that differently. Yeah. I yeah. wish I didn't say it like that. I, I've said something, I was I was teaching through Colossians, I think a few years ago. With just and it's just like a group of like three three young adults, and I said something and I was like, why why did I what say did, what just that? happened? Yeah, I think a lot of that too is because <laughs> like, why did I say you're, like that? Well, you're juggling a lot of stuff when you're when you're speaking in public. There's a lot of things that you're mentally balancing at the same time, and so, dude. I, I almost wonder now. It makes me think we should have a segment that we bring up every once in a while where we were like we will play something from a pastor and it's uh, and we give them the, uh, is it grace or no grace on whatever they said? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Andy, like that is, that. Ex- that's an exceptional segment idea. And I think, um, that's something that we should put in our people can submit can, and we can, vote yeah. on it. Right. Like yeah, grace or no grace, no grace. Send <laughs> that man to hell <laughs> or woman. What? It, no judgment. It does. No judgment in how we judge. Yeah, a woman. We'll judge anyone. I was so I was thinking about that. A woman. Is it called? We're just hopping here. Is it called the womenstrual cycle? If you want to add extra syllables, yeah. First three. Wait, what? Wom- the womenstrual cycle. I'm back to Stephen Furtick. I'm oh, confused. Okay. Are you confused? Yeah. <laughs> when, Are y'all confused? I'm confused. <laughs> that's how the clip started when you said that. I was like, wait, is that me? Uh, so good. That's <laughs> oh, like uh, it sounds bit. like you, Scott. <laughs> But it that it does show and like that that's the style of that church is definitely an experience. The music will kick in. They they kinda the the band all knows like when to kind of match his intensity. They'll just come in and then come out to match the intensity and it creates it adds impact to whatever he's saying. And as we saw, when that includes a little bit of gibberish, uh as long as it's passionate and the music's with it and you're in that group amongst those people, the campfire effect kicks in and you're in it. Yeah. And so, you're, you're, you're not necessarily thinking about the specifics. You're more experiencing in it. And I'm, I don't think that's wrong on its own. It's just like, what fruit does that bear? And what, what do you actually take from that is where it could be, could go yeah. afoul. Hey, real quick. I've we we'll just open this. up another uh, oh. Jimmy Pacini, uh, Pendragon, the, Oatmeal coffee stout. Ooh, I'm not a I'm not a big stout fan, but this is something to try at least once. All right, I'll give that it, a try. It's it's, it's enjoyable. Uh, Castle I mean, I, Black is that yeah. a that's a Game of Thrones thing, right? Yeah, I think they're doing pop culture references because the Imperial Stout that's in the fridge is I think 1.21 gigawatts. Gigawatts. Whoa. Uh, I mean, this, this is, is like, delicious. This one so is now, much wait, better than the. King Arthur that we just had, which wasn't bad. This oh, is the great. red IPA. Yeah. So you, you have got, some of this? Yeah, I do. Oh, and you, so you got that, the oatmeal yeah. in there 
is going to add some body to the beer yeah. so that the, the edge of the coffee and the bitterness of the roasted uh, malts are It's only 5.9, though, and it's this is... Real, this that, is a breakfast beer. I might be able to enjoy a whole one of those. Like that's that's good. Here, man. No, go need, for it. No, no, no. I have because I just opened the uh, three weavers. Three oh. weavers. Oh. I got the three weavers too. Uh, for Pride Month, it's a rainbow flag. Yeah. <laughs> so good. okay, so I do. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm curious. Have you guys ever felt like you've been in a situation where you may have been emotionally manipulating um, a religious or spirit spiritual? situation or yeah. scenario yeah just uh just yesterday whoa yeah All i right. love the conviction I, with which you said those words and i had to check i was like wait okay i had to like logically think through it so we have a, um, a young guy going to uh church and he's 14 14 or 15 um so i well he was just a freshman so whatever that is yeah, 14 sure um and he wants to get baptized and this is not 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 from our church leadership we didn't. No, no one pressured him. You just said it. He, um, well, his older brother got baptized a few months ago. Oh, um, and so he's been he's been coming to the Bible study that I'm that I'm leading, and I don't like I don't push. As everyone knows, I'm not I'm not the most emotional person, so I I don't push emotional stuff. Um, but he he wants to get baptized, um, and so we were doing like a like a his mom wanted him to go through like a a class. Um, just to make sure that he knows what he's doing. Sure. Um, he's making a, a logical decision, not, not an emotional decision or just trying to follow his brother or, or um, whatever. Um, that it's meaningful for him. Right. And he knows, and he knows yeah. what he's getting into. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think he does cause we've been going through Bible study for a few months and I've some of the stuff I, I go over. Um, uh, but then we're sitting down like my, my pastor and, and him and his mom and, and myself and then, uh, as I'm as I'm talking to him, like just saying, like uh, I forget what I was saying, but uh, at one point I was, I mean, really, I was just saying, yeah, you, you know, to become the man that God wants you to be. Uh, but at at, so, at one point, I, I thought, man, this feels like it feels like a cult. You want to be a man, don't you? Yeah. Someday you want to grow up and be a man. This is how you do it. Yeah. If you don't, who knows what you're gonna be? <laughs> no, but what else? Yeah, I also now felt, jump in the bath. Yeah, yeah. I also felt like also like, and and I I, I well I was I put myself into like someone else's shoes, like looking mm. in on it and going, like them like being someone that's very um, uh, cynical and going. Yeah, and if you want to be a man, we're the ones that can help you get there. Yeah, and so so I was like, I was like, man, it feels like it's a you little, hit a crossroads, oh. Scott. It's but then a I'm little like, guruy. It, it like we're your gurus. Yeah, it, but then I'm like, but that that, that can yeah, I'm, that it, it can. I'm sure this is how cults operate to some degree, but but uh, first of all, he's free to leave anytime, uh, and you come back anytime. We're welcoming back, but as long as he can pick that lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but then I'm like, no, that's this is like th this is a uh, discipleship. Like this is what you do in discipleship. You <laughs> encourage people to be better. Like you you don't you know just yeah. yeah. I mean, so I had to I had to check my own third party. That's cynicism. good. Yeah. And you, were you was that happening in real in real time for yeah. you? Yeah, as I'm talking to him and his mom. <laughs> 
You're like, I want to tell you something. Actually, <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me walk you out of this. Well, <laughs> oh, uh, that's impressive. I'll be, I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Does that, ha- Scott? Does that happen ten years ago, uh-huh. where you have that internal like, as you're doing it, like you're second guessing? Um, maybe a little bit. Um, well, ten years ago, maybe you go back like 25, or maybe 15 or. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I was what about 17. I was lost. <laughs> 17, I was pretty bad too. But, but yeah, yeah, to your point, 11? um, not maybe not as much. Yeah, did anybody ask the question of him, like, what brought you to this point? Did he, and if so, did was there an uh, answer? Well, so, so we've I, get baptized. I've talked to him with his brother, um, and his brother has said he's brought, brought it up that you know. Um, maybe his mom thinks that he's trying to follow his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so as they're as they're talking, he's like, "No, I'm not trying to follow you." I was like, "This is what I what I want." Like, like he believes in Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Prove and, it with yeah, your blood. I was just I curious think, yeah. because based off of Andy's question of, you know, have you feel like you manipulated things spiritually? Was that? Yeah. I, yeah. Well. Yeah. What was I'm, like? I'm thinking of moments. There's you, people in this room that I think have done it. You have. Well, yeah. Zach does it every day. Um, every time I play worship, I worry about that. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it in worship. I've done it leading worship. Huh. Well, I was just asking. I might have I done curious, it to myself. Pers- oh, perspective oh. of the fourteen-year-old and masturbatory worship experience. We'll get to it's that. Not, in a it's minute. less about the oh, individual. God. It's less about the no, kids. I, it's I realize more about it's about him, about yeah, Scott. Yeah. But I was curious as to where that young man's mindset was and if he got like a full scope of like why is he doing this and if you ran through but that's what the motions said. of but i asked the follow-up of did he did he get baptized no did he a waterboard how did you get to this point because i think that's an important question of where maybe now you don't even have to think about it. i don't have to manipulate this this kid he came to this on his own fruition is this is he's all in on this, he wants he wants something. He has purpose. Oh, in well, it. no, he 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 came to us, right? That's, saying yeah. saying that he wants to get baptized, and so I'm, well, anyway. first of all, there's never like I don't, there's no like I don't have to manipulate. I wasn't even trying or thinking about manipulating. I'm it, trying to but, manipulate you spiritually like right now. We're, we're a little bit off the <laughs> yeah, topic. We are. I, I'm less interested in okay. him, but I'm more interested. Wait, not interested Andy, in me. Back to you. <clears throat> yes, there's definitely been. I feel like there's been points in time where I've been leading worship and intentionally or even unintentionally like trying being caught up in the moment i think is the best way to put it is is when you're like i i could probably look back on times over the last 20 years of leading worship and point to moments where i was like yep i was prop i was i was emotionally uh manipulating a, a, a time to evoke a response and some of that is it's hard to like it's probably hard to differentiate if you imagine you go to a concert and when a band is doing a great job, they're building things to a climax and they're getting the whole audience into things. And there's some aspect of that that occurs when you are leading worship in a like full band context. It's the campfire effect. There's campfire effect. It's the freaking U2 effect. Yeah. I got asked to manipulate. Whoa. Um, I, I spoke... I've spoken at our church boot camps in years past and 
I had a um, I had someone say, "Hey, my wife is going to be, you know, here. Um, would you are you telling that story again? Would you tell it like? Are you going to do this? Would you do that again? Really? And I'm like, well, okay, now I feel weird. Oh man, this is like uh, my mojo of this is I don't want that because that doesn't come from a manipulated state. It yeah. there's some passion and God given drivenness. I am God. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, I didn't mean to say that, but there, there's something there where I'm like, Oh, that I can't manip- I can't do that. Like, and then I, and then I kind of tried and it came out terrible. No, oh, really? Awful. Uh, oh no. I'm like, I actually have a clip of it right dude. here. I have, I have, a, oh, I have a small oh, clip. Oh, yeah, okay. that's right. That's right. Go speech. ahead. Not only the years we've been at war, the war of work. Oh, I remember when I did this. But from the moment, <laughs> the as Shrew? a child, <laughs> when we realized that the world could be conquered. Oh, yeah. It has been... <laughs> <laughs> Is that Kamala Harris? Worthy of this historical hour. Jeff, man, you were on that night. No. See? Totally forced. Okay. Those were all quotes from like Mussolini. Stalin Mussolini. and Mussolini. <laughs> <laughs> I? Sorry, Jeff. Keep going. I couldn't help but think it because for the listener, I've heard Jeff sharing and it's been incredible because he is a passionate man and I don't think I've seen him more passionate than when he's in front of a, a group of guys at a retreat and he's sharing his story and it's intense. Yeah. Well... I've Thanks. seen multiple versions of it, and there's one version that now that you tell me that backstory, I feel like I know which version it was that I saw. And now I'm going, oh, that's weird, because it was different than the other version that I had seen. <laughs> and and it makes, and if it is the same version, now it makes sense. I'm like, oh, I could see someone just talked to Jeff off stage. It was like, I need you to juice this up, man. <laughs> Can you have a little, yeah. add a little caffeine to it this time? Right. right. And yeah, things that don't come off that aren't natural, especially for me, like, yep, that was, that's a balk in baseball. Like that. Yep. Well, getting I, back to a furtig, furtig, furtig and uh, okay. elevation yeah. and, and manipulation. So there is for dig our way out of this <laughs> yeah. situation. Uh, I, there was, there was a former uh, uh, insider who, who said that they when when they would do the baptisms, they would have a couple of people um, staged. So when they give the baptismal call, those people would get up to help motivate people to go up and be baptized. Yeah, there, and that's part of the reason there there will be people in the audience that are a part of the ministry that are they're fully into it. I don't think it's for them. It's not fake, but there's kind of an understanding. It's like to help people get involved. You're like, yes, you know, preach. Okay. So, so that begs the question then. Wait, I don't want to get away from Andy. No, no, no. It's okay. Is it ever okay then? To manipulate spiritually? I always hate it. I always hate it. What if, what if it's for the right thing? Um, it's complicated and I am going to caveat by saying, I'm definitely not speaking for every situation, obviously, but I know there's a lot of exceptions to the rule. 
but um man i feel like for christians and, and church in general a lot of christians i've been at parties as i uh, subvert my own sentence to start a new one huh. i've been at parties where i've heard people talking enough. about oh. church and like have you been to this church have you been to hillsong la have you been have you that the worship is amazing and the way they talk about it is like i just was going to this church for a while but i just wasn't getting the worship experience i needed and so there's this idea that you go to church for an experience like it's transactional we're cats and you're going to get that catnip Ooh. That's sweet, sweet catnip. And I think that's the lie that worship is. And I think most churches that that provide a good worship experience are doing it with the best of intentions and they're serving God and they're trying to bring people closer to God. But subtly, I think there is a little bit of a come to church once a week so that you can recharge on that experience. And the lie of it is that the catnip is always available. Mm-hmm. Like the experience of God with the right perspective is always available. There's just different tools we use to make that feeling occur that it's it's a good emotional feeling and it's probably healthy to have, but that can happen, at a, like you said, at a U2 concert. It can happen sure. around a campfire. And those are good and meaningful Um but I just don't know where to place it in the hierarchy of like, that's like I, I kind of teased that every time I play in the band at church, I, there's like a low grade anxiety of like, is this right and correct? I don't know. I'm not, I don't think it's wrong. Is that because you're not a Christian? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fertition. Is that what, is that what it'd be? A fertition. I'm a fertition. I bet you snuck a Jimi Hendrix now I did that last verdict, Sunday. I want to hear from Andy when you were leading worship why you think you were manipulating people as we're we're probably landing this in a few minutes. But one more thought on Furtick. I know enough about him and the way that ministry is run that it's it's borderline cult control where his way Maybe. goes. Yeah. There's not a board of the board is like other mega church pastors. It's not people in the congregation that can say, you know what, you're out of line, you're done, or you know, we think you should uh, tame what you're doing. Yeah, it's his way or the highway. People have to sign NDAs to work there, and so all of those are like warning flags of like, you might be in a um, acceptable looking cult. And he's a dynamic speaker, incredibly talented, and so his, that quote could be a little bit of like the truth just wants to come out. Could there could be a little bit of that. <laughs> there could in there. be some of that. You're, yeah, you might be right. Um, my own my own personal experience is I've I've led worship since seventeen. That's when I started le- learning guitar. Yeah, so seventeen. You started le- uh, leading worship right away. Pretty was early this like youth groups. Pretty and stuff? early. Yeah, yeah. I was like summer camp, and you know. Dude, at summer Small camp, time. if you're a young person that knows guitar at summer camp, you're the boss. Oh, yeah. You run that place. Ladies. <laughs> That's the way it is. You guys want to go worship over there in that field for a little while? I'm... I'm well, I no, rocked speak, in the right time. Speaking of euphemisms... Who wants to uh, sing only you for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> Can shake the mountains? Yeah, Man, no. You guys sang I Could Sing of Your Love Forever for a pretty long time. Man, it wasn't song, forever. That but. song is so literal. Yeah. 
the uh, are we still in spiritual so manipulation? There, I will say that there are times I I can okay. I could probably point to times where, gosh, you know, maybe I was even uh, falling into my own manipulation. But it but the the line gets very very blurry. I think at that point, like at, at what point are you trying to to diagnose? Is this is this the Holy Spirit happening in the moment, and, and that we're just we're having a very moving time of worship? Or and and I think it's probably it's an internal. I, I can how about this? I can also point to times where I'm I'm like trying to read the room and I'm recognizing like this is not connecting. Hmm. What whatever we're trying to do right now, people are checking out. How come Jeff's sleeping in the front row? Yeah, like like it's not it, we everyone's aware this is not going well, and so so there's probably it's not the same kind of manipulation I like that I'm getting at, but, um, but yeah, I, I, very, very specifics are escaping me, but I can like, remember these, like I can have these like emotional memories of being in those moments where, where you're leading it and you're, and you're caught up in it, which is why I'm, I'm somewhat willing to give Stephen Furtick a pass. If I just try to only zoom in on that one moment, like that little section where we've all been caught up in the moment and we've, and you know emotions can can tend to take over and what i think is interesting is i'm like the question like the follow-up question that comes to mind is okay so um is that is that always bad i think the easy answer is no you're gonna say (laughs) making the wow wow. that was a mistake (laughs) forgive me it's okay what you what you just got to experience is the fact that audio mastering now versus episode 94 is much better <laughs> this is true um we'll, we'll edit that out <laughs> i think uh you, wow you you you've effectively blown my train of thought out i manipulated you yeah, you, you blew my eardrums yeah. yeah but how did how did you what was the what was the, what was there a specific circumstance where you're like i i think i took advantage of them by what you said or did on stage leading worship? Well, like, so the, you can think about it this way. There's like, if you're ever underscoring, it's there's a term for it, underscoring a pastor. Pastor gets up to speak after the worship set is done, The sec, usually the second worship set, and they kind of are closing things out. And underscoring, it means the band is playing underneath them. And typically, and I've done this at a lot of places, where you are trying to kind of pay attention to what the pastor is saying and not to the degree of the like melodramatic stuff that we heard with Stephen Furtick yeah, with the, right. like the, the, the clowny yeah. organ that was happening in the background, but you are trying to kind of match the pace of what the pastor is saying. Is that manipulative? Uh, n- yes. Uh, no. Yes. I think, no. well, Ooh, I, Zach says yes. Jeff I would says say no. yes, but I would say manipulation I'm using manipulation as not negatively. It can be, but it's manipulation in the sense that you're affecting the way people are feeling in the moment. For example, underscoring live baptisms as as yeah, a band. That's good. Where you're kind of like looping the song together at kind of a low volume and as they get dunked and come up and everybody cheers, you build the, the music to match and when that happens over and over again, that's that's manipulation. And it, that might be a good thing, but I 
I'm just personally conflicted about it at various times. But Jeff, why so not? So I'm going to say no, because I think there's there's impact and you can have great impact. So an experience is made better by the music building in that scenario. When, as uh, Andy mentioned, I've spoken, uh, and Zach mentioned, spoken several times at, at events. Many, many times. And I, I, speakings. Oh, I realized that like this wasn't just my opportunity to get in front of people. It was the opportunity to share something that has happened in life that God has allowed to happen that I walked right through. And how I convey that to the men in front of me matters a whole lot. It cannot be some drab, like, thanks for that boring 15 minutes. There was something to how it needed to be said because there had to be the yeah. real passion in it. There was a moment where I'm like, I went to, we shared a boot camp with another group up in the mountains and they didn't know me and I didn't know them. And I was going to be speaking after this pastor. And I had the choice of saying the F word because that was real of what's my wife in a comment she had made to me. And it was crucial in the moment because you can't, could not capture the hell on earth without using this word. And I thought, am Thanks I just manip- using it now? Am I just manipulating? Verdict. Is it? Am I just <laughs> using this to kind of get a rise out of it, out of the men in front of me, or is it true and real? Right. And I need to have this because. Yeah. And so you walk into that with like you have the questions. God, is this? Am I just doing this for you know dramatic effect? Yeah. Or is this? Is this like? Is it important to? raise the music level when you know someone's speaking or keep this you know rhythm as the pastor is finishing his sermon or whatever and it, might it might be, be. so i'm yeah. anyway scott I've, I've got i've got three points real quick okay oh, so, yeah oh, he's getting his fingers out number one point number i'm going to wait for you to say in conclusion <laughs> in so, some yeah so pandemic point- and pandemic welcome <laughs> to china i forgot, Listener, oh, I forgot he has a powerpoint oh, God dang Sorry. It. scott was tuned up no. and we just <laughs> Um, no, so for one, I, I, manipulation, it, I guess it becomes more egregious if it's at certain, in certain contexts. So if it's like at the, um, uh, bow your, bow your heads. And if, if you want to give your heart to Jesus moment, that I think is more egregious than it's like a believers there trying to worship God because the second point, so that was the first point, right? The manipulation when second point is the things about God don't have to be boring. They can be, they, they could be emotional. They're colorful. And, and if, if um, music can elicit that, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It can be a bad thing. Um, but then, and then the third thing is like, if it was, if, if you're a, um, if it was a, a, congreg- a congregation or, or a denomination that uh, they don't allow music at all, you'd be complaining about, well, oh, they don't allow music. That's just legalistic. It's like, look, so, okay, so music then? Okay, well, how much music? And then at what point? Yeah, you stop it's subjective. So uh, just do we I, allow Sir Mix a lot <laughs> with the gold chains and the booty shorts? Or no, yeah. is that of the Lord? I think Hillsong New York would say, "Hell yeah, yeah." yeah the things of God don't have to be boring t- to 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 get emotional. And and this is something I str- I struggle with the opposite. I struggle with not being emotional enough. Um, like like Andy said, talking about. 
trying to manipulate the audience, and I think you said even manipulate yourself. I try, I try, and just playing worship for myself, try to manipulate myself, like yeah. to get myself emotional. And I struggle with that. I can't like, to it's elicit difficult. a res- to elicit a response. Yeah, I, it's very difficult for me. I, I get yeah, very mechanical. Zach and I can lead you in worship right now. <clears throat> I got enough equipment in here. Yeah, <laughs> good yep. lord, we are surrounded. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> it's funny you say that when your your band's name is on the uh, kick drum. Yeah, the devious means we mm. will manipulate oh, you right we'll get now. Get you closer to God. Yeah. Yep. I, I, maybe to close out this topic, I, uh, you, wow. no, you've been stopped by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> Zach. Can't cut my tongue. No, I was going to say, uh, I would say look up the devious means. Uh, you can't anymore. And then they're we not did, on Spotify anymore. We didn't pay our Spotify bill. You could probably buy it on Apple. Uh, uh, no, it got pulled off all... Uh, it's a long story. It's not Man, worth how it. far the number one indie band in Southern California in 2015... Fifteen, yeah, I know. And you're not even on Spotify. I know, I know, I know. It's a technical thing, and it's going to cause. As soon as I get done with work in two weeks, I can go fix this. But I don't have time before then. I can fix this right now. Continue. <sighs> Gosh, no, I can't. It's no, not on you Spotify. can't. It's not on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Someone didn't pay a fifty dollar bill. Anyway, uh, I do. I do wonder about this piece. I wonder if all manipulation is a bad thing. If I were to change the topic and say, I'm going to manipulate you to making great financial decisions. How would we feel about that? I would probably say it's probably not the right word to use. I'm going to manip- Oh, you're talking about like giving? <laughs> well, if they play that, I'm going to give Zach everything. Zach Crater, ladies and gentlemen. As I'm fire, I'm firing myself. I'm stepping down as producer. <laughs> um, no, no, but but do, it's it's. Do it's you know what I mean? Manipulating you for your own benefit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hey, I, there's a lot of that where you might say, "Hey, that that could be a good thing." I, I've manipulated you into in, into a completely reasonable budget where you are now able to take care of your family and pay all your bills on time. Guys, turns out manipulation is like a gun. Mm-hmm. A BBB gun. gun. However, you, I you pre- only got on that with me. I set you up. I do prefer the term woman manipulation. <laughs> okay. Yes. We'll put that in the sh- in the uh, in the minutes. Maybe that's the title of the notes. In the notes. The episode is woman, um, woman manipulation. It's like a gun. It can provide nourishment for your family and it can also destroy lives. Well, yeah, because because then when the manipulator is removed from the scene and the person thing. is left with a fishing pole and don't know how to fish, that yeah, that is that is the point that we're we probably are glossing over. Right, is that manipulation probably doesn't have a long standing effect on someone, yeah. and so while I can get you to make an action in the moment, but yeah. I think it's a good thing to watch out for. I think it's a good thing for us to be aware of in ourselves and when we see it happening in others too. And yeah. I think that, and and I think it's directly tied to how much weight we place on experience and experiential moments in our own personal belief systems. Yeah, that's good. Let's do a quick, um, 
In closing, the okay. the uh, what's in closing, if you're seeking to experience God, and you you're you need it from the experience on Sunday mornings once a week. I would just challenge you to, to explore a spiritual practice that gets you connected to God 24-7 because the catnip is always available. Um, it's not hidden in the cupboard of church. That is the Are worst. I'm confused. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> you, had a, you had an opportunity there to plug the podcast, but you didn't, so... <laughs> <laughs> Are we at what? What are you consuming? Yeah, real. Let's yeah, do it we're real there, quick. We're there. Real quick, Scott. What are you consuming? Um. Well, you know me. I'm just always looking to. I don't know. You change something. Lock picking. Um, so I, I haven't lock picked in a while, but I, I want to. That's right. I should do that. Actually, can I ask you? Would you do? You, you still have a little kit? Oh yeah. Would don't you, tell the government. That's okay. I think it would be cool if you came over, and you taught the families how to pick a lock okay had a little like we had a little session even bring the kids out maybe yeah. we could order a couple extras yeah uh, we'll bring some I've got two sets, oh you got two sets oh yeah. that's perfect well, yeah. well we could pick up a couple wouldn't that be fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel dirty continue scott <laughs> <laughs> that'd be fun yeah because i got the, the the see-through lock that you can look at oh. what you're, oh. how you're how you're manipulating dude i'm gonna be uh, like sam fisher and splinter plunk- cell yeah yeah that's video game reference cut. Wow. Mm. All right, Scott, Jeff, what are ahead. you consuming? Yeah, Scott, we got a big yeah. softball game. It's, we're oh. finally back after oh. like 16 months. Yeah, so you know months. me, I'm just Let's always go. trying to look for something new in my life, man. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. All right, man. Yeah. All right, go have some yeah. that Anything good? Anything um, new? Yeah, I, mean, I just want to get out of California. I think I said that probably four years ago. Yeah. So, any, can I, any can suggestions? Can we help you buy a place in, you know, Boise area? Yes, you can. Boise. You, can, you can help me buy a place. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Jeff. Done. Boise. All right, done. It's going to be okay. fantastic. Jeff. Uh, I've been consuming a show on Hulu called Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. It's James Franco, and uh, I'm I'm done with it. He goes, it's about having a portal back to 1960, and you're, but the whole idea is the premise is you stop the JFK assassination because that would change everything. JFK would end up getting two terms. Vietnam wouldn't happen. Blah blah blah. It's a fascinating show. I. Th- there would have never been a Vietnam. Didn't he start? Listen <laughs> to my words. I thought, I thought he got us into Vietnam, but anyway. Technically could have gotten us into Vietnam and then gotten us out again. Uh, that wasn't JFK. I think JFK, there's a chance that he wanted to get us out. Maybe it was Lyndon B. Johnson. I think... Uh, well, that's the thing. Stopping Johnson from, Johnson from being in there because he ends up taking us into Vietnam. But, okay. Talk us anyway, in there. Continue. All right, no politics. On that note, I'm reading a political book called The Anarchist Handbook. You may have heard of The Anarchist Cookbook, which teaches you how to make bombs. This is not that. <laughs> the most delicious of bombs, though. I like I like reading political philosophies. Cherry bombs. Religious gravy. philosophies. Um, Cherry cheese from, bombs. From honest people... <laughs> No matter if I agree or disagree, as long as I know they're they're speaking good faith and it's not talking points, I love it. And on that note, the Anarchist Handbook, compiled by Michael Malice, who is a he has a wonderful podcast called called You're Welcome, and he's an anarchist, and he compiled this book of anarchists throughout history, mm-hmm. and so it's a collection of essays that he compiled. And then who are the notable ones? 
Um, God, I need it in front of me. Names that are hard to pronounce. Some of them are translated from German and French. Who would we know? Um, you would know Michael Malice because he does an essay there. And uh, I, I said his name earlier, so it's familiar He's to like you. He's like the leading anarchist these days. I think so. He, he blew up. That book went to number one out of all books on Amazon for a brief period because of the support of his fans. I, I was listening to his podcast. They're like, I don't even care about this book, but I love you and I want to support you. He didn't write the thing either. He compiled it. It's all like open source material and he self-published it. And for it to go number one was an incredible feat. And a collection so, of links. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. And the, and some of it's pretty it's pretty heady stuff and not all of them see eye to eye. That's the beauty of it is you're getting a lot of thoughts on what it means to be truly free from a lot of different minds throughout the last few hundred years. And um, so it's it's deep. Some of it's tough to read, but um, it's good to expose myself. Let me finish to, to a different philosophies. And uh, I just enjoy Michael Malice anyway, because he challenges a lot of my thought. And Ted, that'd be funny if you went and clicked on the book on Amazon and just opened up and page one is the only page and it's just 40 hot links. Oh, well, yeah. And I appreciate you not giving us the heads up to turn off our phones because now we're all being tracked. Thanks for uh, saying, sharing all that stuff yeah. within range of our phones. Not the anarchist cookbook. Plus, you've got Even that thing over in the corner. A, I see it glowing. Yeah, that means I got a package. The, the, the thing that has been all consuming for me for the last at least two weeks, probably closer to a month, is we've got a party coming up. Everyone in this room is invited, and oh, yeah. some of us are playing. Can it's, you send me a text and remind me when that is? It's this Thanks. Saturday. It's and super I'm gonna, important. I'm, I'm going to need a text. I'll Thanks. send you another text. Yeah. Anyway, the we, yeah. So for our 40th birthday party a few years ago, we we carried out my lifelong dream, which was to have a bunch of friends over and have a bunch of friend musicians over and play a bunch of music, and everyone hangs out and has a really great time. It's a great shindig, and we're gonna recreate it uh, minus the mechanical bull, <sighs> but the taco guy will be there, and there'll be more music this time. And there was tons of music last time. So the thing that has consumed me is I purchased a little bit of equipment and I've been heavy into the research of how to use this properly. Mm. It's over your shoulder, Scott. Not MR-18. Yes, the Midas MR-18. It is a gorgeous, sexy piece of gear and I'm really excited to use it. Not only are there lots of female-oriented receptacles in which to receive the male-oriented cables... There are so many ones and zeros involved, it would make your head spin. Yeah. So uh, it has consumed my the research side of my brain. I realized when, when there is a topic that I'm really, really interested in, uh, I, do, I get obsessed. I get a little bit obsessed about it, and I will, I will research the hell out of it. Big purchases, I do this the same thing. Do you guys do this with big purchases, by the way? Yes. Do you do a ton of research? Did you like do that it, with your Tesla? Yes. <laughs> That's no, no. By that, That's no, no, I did. I did. I'm going to translate. Let me translate Just his because yes. it was a subtle... Let me, let me translate his yes. Scott... You've been thinking about it for a while. Correct me if I'm wrong. Years. Yeah. Jeff's research. He's at a Starbucks. He's sitting down and a white Tesla drives by and he gets a little bit of a boner. And he sees that door. <laughs> he sees the door open. The wing door. He's like, oh, yeah. I want to be inside of that. Oh. <laughs> oh. The door goes up. Jeff Jeff goes up. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
but that, yeah, so that that is the way that I'm wired. When I get passionate <laughs> about something, I I get heavy into the research on it. So uh, the, I was talking to Lindsay about this the other day. I was like, "There's so many parts of what's happening on Saturday that I really love." Which is, there's a lot of problems for me to solve. One is like wrangling a bunch of musicians to try to meet some sort of schedule and connected like agreement on songs that we're doing and keys that we're doing and who's doing what. And this is like. The spreadsheet is elaborate. There's like 20 plus musicians who are not known for their, uh, you know, diligence when it comes to organization and schedules. Yeah, there's at least like four drummers. So those guys are just, drummers can't do anything. (laughs) So, uh, so there's that part, but then the technical part, it's, it's scratching a lot of itches for me, which at the end of the day, once we show up and we actually do the thing, what I love the most and what my like hope and dream and vision for the night is it's a bucket filler musicians haven't played in a year most of us have not heard live music in a year and we all get to hang out and spend time together so that's where it is and on that note i guess uh zach's taking his pants off we gotta go hit home runs man now i want to hit home runs all right okay Close us out. That means uh, if you want to get at us, you need to tell you need to tell your friends. Uh, text one friend this week that, about this podcast that you loved and enjoyed. Oh God! And uh, just so you know, Zach has no pants on right now on the podcast. This is a pantless podcast. And uh, so, text one friend that about this podcast if it if it uh, touched you in a meaningful way. And if you want to get at us on all the socials at Bros Bibles Beer. If you want to email us, brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com and oh, yeah. anchor.fm slash bbbpod for the voicemail, which if you send us a voicemail on anchor.fm slash bbbpod, we will play it with zero editing. Whatever you say is going straight to the podcast. And if yeah. you send beer a la Jimmy Pacini. Or just straight to us, not, not through him. <laughs> Yes. Well, like he did. Or not with him. Allah means with him. Yes. Send beer with Jimmy Pacini. <laughs> Actually, I, I think Allah that means would be fun. Like Allah mode, but with uh, ice cream. If you send us beer, guess what? Pie We're gonna drink mode. it. We're gonna talk about it. And if there's a return address on there, you might get some beer back. Ooh, Just saying yeah. that. Or and a bunch ch- of empty yeah. cans. Check out our latest product <laughs> on Amazon.com. It, just type in BBB gun. <laughs> You get a 5% discount if you put in the word Pacini. Thanks for listening, y'all.